Taz and Jim, joined by Ian Snedden, partner with Cohen Hiley Lawyers. Hey, Ian. Good morning. We, uh, we want to talk to you before we go to the phones, and we will be taking calls, as we always do when you're here. But before we do that, we want to discuss a topic that was on the show yesterday, which is letters of uh, character... Character references. References, yeah, that people will write for court cases. Uh, the one we were talking about yesterday was Danny Masterson, who was convicted of two counts of rape, uh, sentenced 30 years in prison, former cast member on That 70s Show. A lot of his co-stars, including Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, wrote these letters for the judge to read, saying, hey, the Danny we know is is a good guy. They got a lot of backlash over it. Wondering how much credence judges actually put into those types of letters. It, it depends, obviously, on um, what's in there, what, how relevant it is. I take it here that it would be on um, sentencing to hopefully It was reduce, se- for sentencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to reduce the sentence. But when you put in evidence generally in a, in a trial, in a, in a criminal matter, um, one, it has to be relevant. And then secondly, um, if you bring in evidence of good character and it's admitted, then evidence of bad character, the, the door is opened. Hmm. So if you don't bring it up, if you don't have someone get, get up on the stand and say, hey, he's a great guy. I've known him for years. He's the best dude in the world. Then the other side can't bring someone up and say, hey, he's a complete jerk. But if you do bring that up, then they can bring up anyone they want to say you're a terrible person. Yeah, I mean, there may be uh, limits on that, obviously, uh, depending on what the judge decides. And the, you know, the U.S. may be a little bit different in Canada from Canada. So you'd need to consult with a criminal lawyer to know better. But generally speaking, I would say that's true. Would have been an interesting thing if Ashton Kutcher gave a positive character reference and Topher Grace gave a negative one. (laughs) They both canceled out. I think Topher Grace uh, went with the old adage. My mom used to say, oh, Mama Taz would always be telling me if I don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Uh, What about civil cases? Do those letters come into play in civil cases? Uh, not, not usually because first of all, in a civil case, we're not dealing with sentencing. We're dealing with maybe credibility or somebody might take the stand on a, uh, on something that's, uh, civil. But the problem with a letter, as a judge might say, is you can't cross examine a letter. Right. So unless the individual is giving evidence, then it's unfair not to allow someone to sit to challenge that. The family law cases you deal with, are there character references that are used in those? Uh, sometimes, and they're they're generally um, they have little weight in in most cases. So yeah, because uh, if your if your friend says you're a really good guy, yeah, what or, does it even matter? Yeah, you, so. Like truly, it's this. It's it's silly, right? It's it's likely to be uh, irrelevant. It could be in some circumstances, but I've certainly heard judges say. I'm not sure if the term is 
uh, correct anymore, but called cheerleader affidavits that they're not really relevant to <laughs> cheerleader the, affidavits. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> rah, that was more in the nineties. Was the last time I heard that term. <laughs> what if but. you had? What if you had a bunch of like volunteer work, and that was your, and you could like put in a resume almost of like your charity work or something? Well, again, it's not going to be relevant in a family law case. Yeah. For example, what the equalization is, it doesn't matter if somebody's a good person or a bad person. It's a mathematical calculation. It's basically a chart, right? I guess. Also, you could see Bill Cosby look at all this money he donated and look at all the good stuff he's done meanwhile you know so the character even if you've done good stuff on a resume it doesn't yeah. mean you're a good person it's ask a lawyer here with taz and jim ian snedden from cohen Hiley is with us and we've got bob on the phone hey bob how's it going good you're going through a separation and you've got a question for ian which is perfect because family law is his specialty what do you want to know well uh, i i as you say earlier, Ian had mentioned about the calculation on what you based on what you make and all that. Uh, I'm just trying to nowadays with you know high rents and all that and high interest rates. Uh, the number is is becoming more like my my it's 80 percent of of my bills are already spoken for. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be about 2,500 dollars a month in in the in the child support for the three kids. Uh, you know, I'm not not balking at that. Or, you know, my wife is staying in our in our home. I had to leave um, because she was like losing it, and it, we don't. Okay, we yeah, yeah. We don't need the particulars. So your question is like, and this is a good one because there's a lot of people who are in this situation now. The price of everything is going up rapidly. It has been for the past few years. So I'm sure the people receiving child support want more money the people who are paying the child support are like i can't afford to do this so what's going on there ian well you're right taz you you've you hit the nail on the head there is that um, it it affects both sides and ultimately the children so the the claim that can be made is one of undue hardship and i think that's what bob is really addressing he's saying look i can't afford to pay it it'll cause me uh to be um you know, homeless or, or something like that down the road. Even if you were skipping meals, is that undue hardship? Well, if you could... the, the first test is you have to show that your standard of living is lower than the recipient. So in this case, his uh, mom, I guess, who has the kids. So if his standard of living is still higher than mom's, then you... Then you might have a problem. You do have a problem. What, yeah. what, do, you, what do you think, Bob? Is your standard of, li- of living lower than uh, your soon-to-be exes? Uh, well... Yeah, because she's living in the matrimonial home, not paying any rent, uh, and and I've got that that two thousand dollar whammy for a, or sixteen hundred dollar whammy for a one bedroom house. And as far as the courts are concerned, I can't have my kids over because I don't have a suitable uh, 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 dwelling to to have my kids over so that I can get like. Uh, custody and uh, or at least you know visitation or any yeah, of that and you can't afford the that, bedroom, that yeah. kind of dwelling uh, what about getting equity out of the marital home uh, when does that happen or how does that happen ian so generally a um, an owner of a, a home the matrimonial home so if they're married not common law but married then you have uh, an entitlement to your share of equity in the home so that is one way of resolving it on a short-term basis is to seek the uh, sale of the home uh, but, you know, the overall circumstances, that's going to be up to the judge to determine uh, what's in the best interest. And, and they're going to look uh, what needs the children have. 
that sort of thing. But he should speak with his lawyer in, in more uh, detail about it, about whether there there is a an undue hardship. And that's tough, too, because you don't want your kids to have to move out of their family home. And if mom can't buy you out, then you're going to have to sell that house and you're both going to be looking for new places to live, right? Right, and rent's going up, too. So it's, it's definitely, I, I have great empathy and sympathy for individuals going through it now. Um, and then the legal fees on top of that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a tough time for well, Bob. We wish we had good news for you, but I don't know if that, that gives you any solace or helps you out in any way. Uh, thanks for the call though, man. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Wishing you the best of luck. Ian, if people want to get in touch with you, cohenhiley.com. They got a question they want to ask off the radio. That's where they can go to find you or one of your uh, many associates that do great work over there. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you in a month. Great. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Call here from a guy who heard us talking about that story last week, the uh, flight from Atlanta to Barcelona, Spain, that had to be turned around a couple hours into the flight because a guy had explosive diarrhea Mm -hmm. all through the cockpit. Yeah. Or like up and down the aisles, really. Right. Yeah, all through the aisles. That's what I meant to say. All through the plane. Um, I think this story is cockpit related. What was your name again? Ryan. Ryan. You have a story. This happened to a buddy of yours, something similar to the diarrhea plane story. Yeah. Yeah, they were flying out of Toronto, and he was heading to Vegas. And I think he said they were about three hours in, and it came over the radio that some incident happened, and they had to turn around and head back. Well, about half hour after they landed, they found out that one of the, the co-pilot, I guess, vomited all over the inside of the cockpit. Oh, and so, yeah, boy. they had to turn around and head back. Man, if you puked on the console with all the levers and buttons, uh, that wouldn't be good. You're trying to you wipe it up but like, quickly so you can see your altitude? That would be the only reason to turn <laughs> around. Like, if you just puked on the floor, you'd probably just cover it up and throw some paper towels down. I, I, I never understand why they turn around, though, even if they're, like, already halfway there. It must yeah, be a protocol thing. Just keep going. Yeah. Well, because if you land in another country, if you're flying from Canada, there may be some additional customs, and if you roll into customs and they say p- see puke all over the cab of your plane, it may not be a good situation. Yeah. So did he eventually get to Vegas? Yeah, they're about, I think he said they're about six hours delayed. That probably saved him some money. <laughs> right? Well, that's a positive way to look <laughs> at it. Six hours not in Vegas is sometimes a good thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, Ryan. Appreciate you listening. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. And that's also uh, embarrassing if you're the co-pilot working with the pilot. Oh, yeah. And this is your big break? You know, yeah. Finally, uh... you're, working, you're working your way up in the ranks. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, your nickname's Captain Pukey. Yeah. And the stereotype is that all pilots are alcoholics, and here you are puking? Yeah. Come on, dude. Well, who is the co-pilot? Denzel Washington from that movie <laughs> where he's a drunk? He flies the plane upside yeah. down. Is it called Flight? That's the movie. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Lions fans riding high after their week one win over the Chiefs and Lions home opener against the Seahawks. Seahawks didn't look great in week one, so that could be a great matchup for the Lions. <laughs> Do you have the audio of the Lions fan yeah. watching the pick six in the Chiefs game the other day? Mm-hmm. This is hilarious. The guy's reaction to the Lions getting a pick six off of Mahomes is one thing, but his wife's reaction to his reaction is even better. Listen. Pick six! Pick six! Pick six! Okay. Like, come on. You can't help it. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's, like, he's on the couch. She's on the recliner. She's looking at her phone, not paying attention to the game. He's losing it. Obviously, it's a very important part of the game, and nobody saw it coming. But, uh, yeah, she's not impressed. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Okay. Like, come on. I can't help it. Yeah, you can't. Let the man feel some joy. I can't help it. Sorry, honey, I can't help it. He sits back down. (laughs) Actually, he grabbed his phone and immediately started texting his other Lions fan buddies, I think. Uh, Why doesn't she go in the other room if she doesn't want to get involved? Yeah, the Lions fans have not had a lot to cheer about. It's been decades. decades. Yeah, like, let the man have his excitement. (laughs) That is such genuine (laughs) happiness, though. Oh, it's great. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here with us. And I've got some audio of a New York Jets fan watching the game against the the start of the game against the Bills last night. Protection breaks down and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers in the sack for Leonard Floyd. And now Rodgers sits down. A few plays into game one. He's coming out of the game. Aaron Rodgers. All the hype lasted four plays last night. His Achilles. We found out what his Achilles is. <laughs> his Achilles. <laughs> it's getting sacked by the Buffalo Bills. He's out indefinitely. Yeah, so he's going to have an MRI done today. We'll see how significant this is. However, he's 39 years old, and when you are, that's old in football terms. Uh, when you're that old, it could be harder to recover from. So I would not be uh, I would not be uh, too optimistic about him returning soon. The uh, so Jets fans are going to be upset. The Jets organization is going to be upset. The networks are also going to be upset. The Jets have six primetime games this year. Last night was one of them, all because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and now they might not have Aaron Rodgers. Jim, some guy predicted it. He's getting retweeted like crazy here. Uh, he posted on social media that this was going to happen, and it happened. Yeah, he basically said this was at 6 p.m., so a couple hours before the game. Um, 40-year-old QB on rain-drenched turf against the best team in football right now. What could go wrong? Am I right? And then he follows up with another tweet. And this is at 6.01 p.m., mind you, before the game. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in about two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> now it's got 90,000 retweets because I he, mean, nailed he nailed it. it. <laughs> he nailed it, except for the part about he's Aaron Rodgers is up against one of the best teams in football right now because the Bills did not play well last night, and they lost the game in overtime The Bills with were, Aaron Rodgers out. The Bills were disgusting. I was just like... Like, what a terrible way to start the season. So, like, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they're 0-1-1, but if you're a Chiefs fan, you're like, okay, you're missing Chris Jones, who just signed a one-year contract. You're missing Travis Kelsey, but he's going to come back soon. You have a belief the Chiefs are going to turn this around. Not that the Bills aren't going to turn this around, but the way they lost was so much better than the way the Bills lost, which was just turning the ball over. They had three interceptions from Josh Allen. There was a fumble from Allen. The kickoff, like the punt return to win it in overtime, gross, like just a terrible loss against a wounded opponent that you should be beating. Like when you're up at halftime, they're missing their leader. You got to step on their throat and just put them (laughs) out of their misery, and they didn't do it. Uh, Someone else who had a bad day yesterday. 
one of the betting websites. DraftKings decided to uh, do a 9-11 promotion. Oh, boy. Never a good idea. <laughs> Since the year 2001, 9-11 promotions. Yeah. Bad idea. I mean, even if you're given a sale for fries. It doesn't you know, it, matter d- d- what it is. It's not a day for sales or promotion. You know, just skip it. They use the term never forget. Oh, and they were encouraging geez. a parlay of New York teams. So Jets, Yankees, Mets. Never forget to parlay the New York teams on 9-11. Yeah. Well, no, I get it. It's like a New York strong type thing, you know, and they're trying to rally the New York base. Not a good move, though. Terrible move. So they've since apologized, but people are doing screen caps of it. Like, they got roasted, like, immediately. Rightfully so, because I don't know how you could have all these people at DraftKings looking this over and saying, you know what? Let's do it. How do you feel about this one, though? <laughs> January 6th, all Washington teams. <laughs> like, there is something there. <laughs> Thanks, Tab. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm starting, Jim, to think that maybe I'm afraid of depths. <laughs> Why? Are, are you not uh, a little concerned about our activity we have planned for Thursday? Not really. Why? Oh, man. I think we're, more we're, claustrophobia than depth. Or... We're going down deep. Yeah, yeah. So our greatest small town in the Taz and Jim a listening area for 2023 is Godridge, Ontario. And we're doing a field trip, basically. I like this because we're going to go to Godridge, Jim and I. And it's like we're bringing all of you with us because Friday morning, as we broadcast live from the picturesque town square in Godridge. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking to the people of the town, learning about the place. And Thursday when we, we head up there, one of the things we have on the agenda is going down in the salt mine, which I didn't give much thought to until I started reading about mines. <laughs> and what did you learn? I learned that... It takes a while to get down there. Yeah, And yeah. you're really deep. It's going to be the deepest I've ever been in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Probably me as well. I'm thinking that there wouldn't be anything close. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like a kilometer. Like the, the this massive cargo elevator ride you take, it's like, I think it takes like an hour. 20 to get, minutes, half yeah, an hour? Yeah, maybe it's 20 minutes. I don't know, but it takes a while to get to the bottom. Going down for yeah. 20 minutes. or If it's an hour, that's insane. It, it can't be an hour unless it's the slowest. I don't know. I for, I I can't remember. My cousin worked at the salt mines like years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I can't remember how long it takes, but it's definitely a, an adventure. And it's the real deal. Like they're they're getting us in the coveralls. We're gonna have the safety gear on. I desperately want a hard hat with a light on it. I think we're gonna get them. That's cool, dude. We're going in a mine. Yeah. So and we can just lick the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a margarita. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, rimmer against the wall. Uh, please don't say rimmer against the wall nah. ever again. <laughs> um, so we will let you know what that experience is like. They're making a, a special exception because this is like a big deal that they're letting us go down into the salt mine and mm-hmm. then letting us talk about it on the air Friday morning. But uh I guess it's really cool. Not many people get to do it. If you don't work there, they're not yeah. taking they're not taking tours. It's the only mine I think I've ever been in. Yeah. Or will ever be in. So right yeah. now it's a mine, but after Thursday it's gonna be an ours, Jim. <laughs> 
They've got the Salt and Harvest Festival going on in Goderich this weekend. Appropriately so. So this is good timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look forward to meeting the people of Goderich again. If you want to make a recommendation, who should we meet? What should we see while we're in Goderich? Thursday and then uh, doing the show Friday morning. Let us know. one 829 6546 That's 1-833-TAZ-AND-JIM. Starting Monday, Taz and Jim's Secret Identity. It's a contest that could mean you win $5,000 cash. We've got multiple draws for $5,000 you can qualify for. Um, we want to give it a, a test run here and see how the game works. Basically, it's like 20 questions. Jim and I have assumed a secret identity, and you have to guess who we are. Okay? Two contestants on the line. Not competing to qualify for $5,000 cash, but they are competing for a gift card from Food Basics, Jim. Yes, a $250. That's right, $250 Food Basics gift card to celebrate back-to-school savings at Food Basics. Julian is our first contestant. Hey, Julian, you're in Hamilton? Hey, Taz, yeah, that's correct. Thanks for giving us a call here. And Chuck is in London, Ontario. Yes, sir. Hey, Chuck. Okay, so you guys, we're good. You guys go back and forth. You can ask us a question. Whoever figures out who we are first wins. Now, keep in mind, if you use your turn to guess who we are and you're wrong, the other person wins. You understand? Yep, I think I got it. Okay. So, Julian, you can go first. Ask a question. Okay. Is it a male or a female? It has to be a yes or no question. So, is it a male? Oh, is it a male? Sorry. Yes. Chuck? Are you a musician? No. Julian? Are you an actor? Yes. Yes. Among other things. Okay, Chuck? Gotcha. Um, are you from London? No. No. <laughs> that eliminates uh, London, down. England as well. <laughs> We're not from any London. Okay. Julian? Um, are you a comedian? No. no. Been in some funny movies, though. Chuck? Are you an adult? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's a weird question. Julian. Are you older than 50 years old? Yes. yes. Chuck. Okay, uh, older than 50, male actor. Um, have you won an Oscar? Ooh, <sighs> you know what? I doubt it. I really do, but. I, I, yeah, not for best actor. <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, I don't see any many here. awards, but I don't think uh, an Oscar is one of them. Okay, Julian, is it you? Um, I had a question. Uh, is he? Um, are you American? Yes. No. Very. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
That's an American citizen for sure. Come on. I, 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 not born in America, but an American for sure. Okay. Chuck? Um, have you ever been arrested? I don't think so. No, like, notorious, famous arrests. <laughs> Julian. Um, were, were you born in the UK? No, not in the UK. Chuck. Um, are you married to a celebrity? Was married to a celebrity, but made a bad decision, and that marriage ended. Julian. Oh, man. Um, were you born in Canada? No. Nope. Chuck. Do you have children? Yes. Yes. Some. Some he famous didn't for a while. Yeah, and one, one that he didn't want anyone to find out about. Julian. Uh, can I make? Uh, you, you, you can, can guess. If you're right, you win. If you're wrong, it goes to Chuck. Go ahead. Oh man, this is there. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. <laughs> You did it! Congratulations! <laughs> Julian, it is Arnold. We are Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah. today. Can't you oh. tell by the accent? <laughs> so he is <laughs> technically American as he was the governor of California. Yes, he's an American but he was citizen. Aus- Austrian, he was born. Yeah, yeah exactly. So a little confusing there, but still. So we'll yeah. give you a little clues along the way yeah. there. I think that worked pretty well. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. well, of course, Julian thinks it worked well. <laughs> Great game. He's getting $250 to spend at Food Basics for helping us with the dry run. $5,000 cash will be the prize that you can qualify for if you play Taz and Jim's Secret Identity starting this Monday. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I got in my car this morning and thought I had monstrous body odor. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I... I Got in the car, closed the door, and you know that that pungent bo smell. Sure, yours, yes. It's all I could smell in my car. I thought I was going to have to go inside and uh, shower. Uh-huh. I didn't shower this morning, FYI. Yeah, I could tell. Uh, but I did slap on some deodorant, so I was a little concerned that deodorant wasn't doing its job. However. I started thinking about it for a second. I was like, after Grayson's hockey last night, didn't we stop for some A&W? And I ordered some onion rings. <laughs> sure enough, onion ring had fallen down between yeah. the seat, and it was just uh, bacon in the car overnight <laughs> last night, I guess. It, it is. So you smell like an A&W onion ring. It, it's remarkable how much B.O. smells like an old onion ring. It's, uh, it is onions, because I was going to say, like, every once in a while I'll get a whiff of, like, a Subway sandwich, but only if there's onions on it. It's the onions yes. on the sandwich that really does it. I, Burger King onions, to me, always had a bit of a B.O., but I love Burger King. It's mm-hmm. weird. Because sometimes that smell, you're like, mm, that smells good, yeah, tasty. Yeah. And then other times you're like, geez, Jim, it's in an, jump in a lake or something, yeah. you reek. Onions suck in an enclosed area. That's the thing, because you're in a <laughs> tiny car. That's the problem. 
Yeah, onions are they're, they're divisive. Yeah. <laughs> the onion smell is a divisive one. Truly, it is weird. When it catches you off guard, not good. Yeah, if you're not expecting it, that's the thing. <laughs> Nobody wants unwanted onion smell. Anyways, I hope it was just one onion ring because I, I took care of the one that I found. I don't know if there's others that are took under care, the sea. Took care of you mean you ate it 12 yeah. hours after? Mm. <laughs> Can you take it all away? Boy, Jim, that's such a good song. But I think we might have to ban Puddle of Mud from our show again. Again? Uh-oh. Yeah. If you don't know the history here, Wes Scantlin, lead singer of Puddle of Mud, has a bit of a reputation for being, let's call it a jerk. Sure. Um, and years ago, he was set to play a show in London, Ontario, at a bar called Norma Jeans, went and did sound check at Norma Jeans, and then decided he was too big to play there. And we know this for a fact because we got a call from a, uh, a rib restaurant <laughs> that Wes Scantlin was, he was sitting at the bar mm-hmm. eating ribs and drinking beers and flirting with the bartender while he was supposed to be on stage at this concert, people had gotten babysitters, they had mm-hmm. paid for tickets, the crowd was there waiting for the guy, and he never showed up. So we banned him from our show. We said, no more puddle of mud. Then we heard he went to rehab, and he was getting his life back together, and we said, okay, we'll give him a second chance. So we've been playing puddle of mud. Yeah, yeah. And I want to play, I like that song. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome song. But... Uh-oh. Puddle of Mud were set to play a two-night stand at the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan, a bar there. Uh, this past week, the band canceled all their shows, and the club has posted they will never play there again. They have blamed the lead singer, Wes Scantlin, saying 100% this is Wes. We will not be postponing as we are not ever rescheduling Puddle of Mud. Dang, he's back up to his old tricks. They must must have some good ribs in Flint, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) It must be. (laughs) He was was apparently, remember the story he's telling the bartender instead of going to the show, he's like, I'm not playing at that dump. I played for venues with 100,000 people. It's like, well, guess what? You're not playing playing them now. Yeah, guess what? It's 2023. Now you're in Flint, and you made the promise, so you got to play there. Here's a wet nap. Yeah. (laughs) Get that sauce off your fingers and get to the GD venue and entertain the people, Wes. Yeah. I mean, it sucks if he's he's acting... To be generous, flaky again. Uh, it probably yeah. means he's bitten back off the wagon, unfortunately. So, I mean, I hope he f- gets himself back together here. But this behavior we'll is unacceptable. Th- we'll think about it. We're we're considering another ban. Let's. Th- I like. I love the power of throwing somebody back on the list. Should we the ban list? Should we ban them? Okay. Solidarity with Flint, Michigan, baby. Haven't they been through enough? Puddle of mud is banned from our show. Boom. You're back on the list, Wes. Indefinitely. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Video has gone viral. There's a woman who posted this on social media. She claims that for the past two years, she has not wiped her butt. So I actually don't wipe my bum. Um, When you think about it, in nature, no other animal 
wipes after they use the restroom. So why do we do that? Hmm. Um, and I don't. I know there's got to be a benefit to not wiping. I don't really know what it is. But if God wanted us to wipe after we use the restroom, we would have a built-in way to do that um, into our anatomy. You know what I mean? Um, so because we don't, I personally believe that wiping after using the restroom is not good for your health <laughs> if god intended us to do that they'd have some built-in like like bidet glands <laughs> <laughs> but they have built things in nature the tree with a leaf on it you lean uh-huh. against the tree and you pull off the leaf boom <laughs> nature's toilet there's got to be god. some benefits to not wiping your butt uh, if you don't want to make friends yeah yeah there's your benefit i do not believe this woman has been walking around for two years with that going on down there you don't know what chemicals are in toilet paper or in wipes. Um, so I personally think it's best to just not wipe. Um, but I stopped wiping about two years ago when I started using uh, the litter box instead of a toilet. Oh, no and uh, I have noticed, like, I have not gotten as sick as often. Now, I know yeah. correlation is not causation. But, you know, I feel like my immunity... Um, immune system has like been built up since I stopped wiping. Um, and it's probably because I'm not exposing myself to those chemicals. Yeah, or maybe because you're not reaching into your butt crack as often. I could see that maybe. possibly, right? Sure. Bacteria she's, she's back there. Healthy. The cat, on the other hand. <laughs> the cat's... Where is the cat? The cat's buried in the litter oh, box. Oh, no! There's no way. If her excuse is God didn't, inve- like, didn't invent toilet paper, so I get... He also didn't invent the litter box. Uh-huh. Didn't invent cars. Yeah. God didn't invent knives and forks. And, and by the way, like, Animals don't just ha- like they like dogs will scoot across the grass to clean up back there. You uh-huh. know, animals use nature to clean up. There are animals. We, bears use toilet paper. Oh, we know that. You've seen the commercials, of course. Oh, and they always have the little fluffs caught in their cheeks. Yeah, the ba- the bear will not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you you don't think this is you, you're an I improv believe, comedy guy. You think this lady's just trying to yeah. get some attention? My the first red flag was God didn't do that. I say I don't know, and then the kitty litter thing. Come on, there's, I don't believe anything. There's now. only one way to find out. Let's track her down and look at her litter box. Yeah. I, I just don't believe any internet videos now. You know those videos of, like, trees getting cut down and then they're falling through houses? Yeah, yeah. I've seen three of these videos that now later in, the, in have been revealed to be fake, and the house was condemned anyway, and they just cut the tree down on top of it purposely. And then they put the video of the tree falling on the house saying, Oops! And then when everybody gets worked up, then they, and then they reveal the video. Like, everything is fake on the internet. And if you want attention... That's a less embarrassing way to do it instead of saying you haven't wiped your butt in two years because she put her face out there. Yeah, like people yeah, know who this lady course. is. It's so not I a brain. Don't right. my bum. Um, when you think about it, in nature, no other animal wipes after they use the restroom. <laughs>